0: Hello, this is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from a Revelation Timeline Decoded YouTube video series that I made in 2021. The videos were very low-tech, mostly me reading what's on the screen, so you're not missing much in the audio version. The Revelation layers chart and summary PDFs that I refer to in the videos can be found at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com enjoy the lesson. Hello Set Apart Saints, this is David and I am making some videos. And I'll show you my screen, very simple videos, low tech, just going to show you my Word document and that's it. But I'm making short videos to explain the key concepts that I cover in my new Revelation Timeline Decoded book. Um, in this video, I want to talk about seminary and Bible colors and that may seem like a non-topic, but it'll make sense real soon. Um, as I've taught this historicist narrative of prophecy fulfillment on Facebook and YouTube comments on my website, uh, people try to qualify me. They try to see if I'm worthy of their attention. They ask me if I, especially pastors ask me this all the time, but others ask me, you know, they ask me if I've been to seminary or Bible college is they believe that those institutions teach the truth about prophecy fulfillment. So the association's there, if you don't have a proper education in a, you know, uh, cr- accredited institution, then, you know, I'm not sure I could believe what you teach. And wow, what a, what a, what a false narrative that is. Um, many of them have listened to so the people that try to qualify me. They've listened to how Lindsay, Chuck Swindoll, David Jeremiah, John MacArthur, Tim LaHaye have left behind. You know, so they think those people obviously have been to most of them, Dallas Theological Seminary and Bible colleges and stuff. And so they, they think, you know, here's these people teaching truth. They're popular. Obviously they think they know the truth. And so they make that association. So again, they need to qualify me. If I'm going to, you know, publish a book, then surely I need, you need to know my credentials. And to all of that, I cl- declare with no apologies Seminaries and Bible colleges are the worst place to learn prophecy fulfillment, the absolute worst. Um, What happens at these places, like the esteemed Dallas Theological Seminary, is that they teach the false futuristic explanations of the fulfillment of the Seventh Week of Daniel 9, Messiah's Olivet Discourse, and Messiah's Apocalyptic Vision in Revelation. So they have courses, systematic theology courses, like at Dallas Theological. And you, I mean, they study this in depth. It's required courses for many of the programs at DTS. So these people are being subjected to their views and they esteem Dallas Theological Seminary so much that they just believe that surely they've vetted all this information out. They've done the research. They know the truth. So they don't question it and it gets programmed into their minds through school, through other pastors, um, who have graduated from Dallas theological, you know, Chuck Swindoll, David Jeremiah, all those people have gone to DTS. So when you hear their videos and their audios and all that, and they're saying the same thing, it just reinforces the narrative in their brain and students are blindly trusting Again, the seminaries and Bible colleges are teaching truth. So, their minds are programmed to believe the futuristic explanations. And after they graduate, after people graduate from DTS, it's just near impossible for them to see the truth because their minds are so skewed with the futuristic deception. So, they can be just amazing people with a heart for the Father and Messiah. They can be as genuine as can be. They can be rock solid in their faith. But that doesn't mean they know prophecy fulfillment and they've been deceived and they don't know it. And and it's so hard for them to escape. So, you know, these people go on. So you wonder, when you look at history, you see that the great theologians and even just everyday people, they taught the historical narrative of the fulfillment of the prophecies. And it's only during the last century or two, that they've been accepted and made popular, um, you know, by, by people today. So when you look at that, you know, cause people look at me and they go out oh, the historical narrative and, you know, 90, whatever percent of people believe in the futuristic explanations, you obviously are wrong, David, but it was the very opposite two centuries ago. Right. So two centuries ago, it was the opposite. Everybody's believing the historical narrative, and the futuristic ones were in the minority. Well, everything's flipped. So, what's taken place is that so many people have gone to seminary and Bible college and learned these false futuristic explanations. Of course, they don't know they're false, but they're just, they are. And then they go on to be pastors and workers in Christian ministries, and they take the false explanations with them. So, then they go on to mislead their flock. And they write books and the narrative continues on. So there's this massive narrative that when the average believer looks around, there's this narrative that's from almost everybody that promotes the false futuristic explanation. So when you present something that's outside of that, they deem you as a heretic. They, they There's no way you can be right because, you know what you're teaching is contrary to all these esteemed theologians who went to seminary and Bible college. right? Mark. Second Mark. (laughs) All right, Mark. So these people who have gone to seminary and Bible college, you know, when they study, they can read the 70 weeks of Daniel nine. And then they proclaim there's a 2000 year time gap in between the 69th and 70th week, which makes no sense. The father would not declare a 70 week prophecy if it's not fulfilled in 70 consecutive weeks. It makes no sense. Don't put a timeline on it if it's not going to be fulfilled in that timeline. But people overlook that point and proclaim that the 70th week is about the end time. So, it's about a one man Antichrist making a peace agreement with Israel. Well, that's not in the text. It doesn't say that in the text. The seventh week of Daniel is about Messiah. It's the one prophecy that foretold for, when he would appear to start his ministry. It's the one prophecy that told you when he would die for our sins, which is in the middle of the seven years, in the middle of the week. It, it It's the pinnacle of human history. What took place in the seventh week of Daniel, yet, because of their programming, they can't see it. They, they think it's about the Antichrist. Sure, they say Messiah came but they don't assign it to the 7th week of Daniel. Um, you know, so I prove out my 7th week of Daniel 9 decoded book that it's all about Messiah who came to confirm the everlasting covenant with his blood as the spotless lamb, which ended the need for temple sacrifices. It's the same covenant that Daniel pleaded for the father to remember in Daniel 9.4. Yet pastors can't see the simple truth because they've been programmed to believe that it's about the end times Antichrist. Break. Right? Okay, Mark. So pastors can read Messiah's declaration in Matthew 24, 34 to 35. So it's the Olivet discourse. And he had just come out of the temple where he berated the Jews. And then he proclaimed that the temple would be desolated. And the disciples asked him, when is this going to take place? And so he described all the things that would take place. And what is the sign to flee Judea um, to the mountains for safety? And then he proclaimed, Verily, I say it unto you, verily, <laughs> he's marking this, he's, he's declaring it, verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass, till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But then pastors go on to proclaim that it's talking about the end times generation. So because they've been programmed at Bible college and seminary, they can't even see, they can't even take Messiah at his word. He he sat there and told you it's this generation, right? It's crazy. So in Matthew, and I cover this in my book, in Matthew, the term this generation is used 10 times, the 10th time being the one that we just saw in Matthew 24, 34. But in the nine previous times, it's pointing to the Jews of Messiah's day who rejected him and delivered him up to be killed. Right. So he's pointing directly at saying at them, this generation, you know, um, John the Baptist said, you know, he pointed to this wicked generation. It's describing the generation of Jews who were in rebellion against the father. They were rejecting Messiah and they were looking for ways to kill him. The ninth time that this generation is used is in Matthew 23, when Messiah berated the Jews, he cast woes upon them. He proclaimed that judgment was coming upon them in that generation, right? And then in Matthew 24, he describes what's going to take place before that judgment happens. So it's clear what generation we're talking about. The Messiah described the events that would take place before the temple was destroyed and he said they would take place in that generation. The judgment took place in 70 AD, in that generation, when the Roman army was sent to desolate Jerusalem, the temple and the Jewish nation. So, Jews died, 1.1 million Jews died in and around Jerusalem from infighting, famine, pestilence, suicide, crucifixion, evisceration, and by the Roman sword. And nobody buried any bodies. And I describe this in sad, gory detail in my book. It was just the worst scene you can ever imagine in and around the city of Jerusalem. And we can look, and I cover this in the book, Josephus is our authority, Jewish Roman historian who was used to document the events. So through his historical narrative, we can see how all the events that Messiah described in his Olivet Discourse were fulfilled by 70 AD. Yet, most pastors today proclaim that the events that Messiah described in his Olivet Discourse are about the end times. <laughs> it's crazy. All you have to do is do research, read Josephus, take Messiah at his word, see how all the things took place in that generation, and you see the fulfillment. Right, there's symbolic language used, but we can see how that's fulfilled. So they just pastors can't see it; they're just blind. And I feel so bad, but on the same point, they have a Bible, they have the Spirit. I don't understand where the disconnect. Well, I get the disconnect because their mind is so programmed at Bible college and seminary. That that's that's the hindrance. So. um And then, of course, there's the prophecies in Revelation, which most pastors teach are yet future. They proclaim that they will be fulfilled during the last seven years, during the supposed futuristic seventh week of Daniel 9. They teach that a one-man Antichrist will rise to power in the end times. And all of that is from Satan's, Satan's bottomless pit of lies. He's created so many lies and, and he's trying to hide the glory of Messiah. He's trying to hide the truth that validates the authority of scripture. As you see the 70th week of Daniel, the Olivet Discourse and Revelation fulfilled. So it's, it's hard to watch all these people, especially pastors, misleading their flock. So the 70th week of Daniel was fulfilled on time. After the 69th week, go figure. Right from 27 to 34 AD. And when did Messiah die? So that the projected numbers, when you go through the book, it started in 457 BC uh, with the command of Persian King Artaxerxes. And you go forward 483 years to get to the seventh week. And it starts in 27 AD. And when did Messiah die? <laughs> right? People debate, but it's 30, 31 or 33 AD. Oh, wait, right in the middle of the seventh week. It's right there. It's really clear, right? Right but they can't see it. It was the highlight of human history. For in it, our Messiah died for our sins and he rose again. The prophecies in the Olivet Discourse were fulfilled in the first century as punishment on the Jewish nation for rejecting the promised Messiah and delivering him up to be killed. And most of the prophecies in Revelation have been fulfilled during the last 1900 years as the saints have battled against the leaders of the Roman beast kingdom. The 73 of Daniel nine, the Olivet discourse, and Revelation—they all validate the authority of Scripture and the deity and glory of Messiah, and that's why the enemy has worked so hard to hide the truth. The false deceptions of the enemy hide the glory of Messiah and the authority of Scripture. They're hiding; it. he's hiding it from the world. And so, I stand here when I do my research, and I'm, I thank my heavenly Father that I can go to seminary. Or Bible school right That's a hindrance' it's a, it's a detriment it's a negative it's not a positive it's it's, the, it's the opposite and I think I'm the, I'm just a simple man I long I hunger for truth I pray for truth I'm guided by the spirit and I've been blessed to be shown alive so all I'm saying in this video is that when people ask for your training and your authority it's scripture it's the clear word of Messiah. When he says in his all of that discourse that all these things to take place in this generation, believe him and look to see how it was fulfilled, right? In the seventh week of Daniel. It's a 70-week prophecy. It started in 457 BC. So look to see how it was fulfilled in the 70th week, which is from 27 to 34 AD. That's all you gotta do. Just take it at its word, at its very word, 70 consecutive weeks. Right, which was 77s, and you end up in the right spot and you see the fulfillment. It's just a matter of taking scripture at its word. Break Mark. So, when Messiah says in Revelation 1 1, these things must shortly come to pass, and in Revelation, I didn't put it, but 1 3. That the time is at hand. Believe him and look it to see how the prophecy started to be fulfilled shortly after it was written. Listen, I am not saying that seminaries and Bible colleges are declaring false prophecy explanations on purpose. I mean, I'm sure there are some evil people in there, but um, that are doing it on purpose for the Society of Satan infiltrates all those places. But I'm declaring that they've been infiltrated with the false futuristic explanations of prophecy fulfillment. I'm going to do another video or have another video in the works to, uh, it's going to show you the path, you know, when they were created, how they got to Dallas theological and all those things. So you can see how the leaven of the deception spread. So the point, the bottom line is, is when people point to a pastor who has attended seminary or Bible college, that's a handicap, that's a negative, that's a detriment. And You know, generically Broad statement speaking If they've been there They probably don't know prophecy fulfillment You know, some Seventh-day Adventist pastors have been there And they know quite a bit of the historical narrative, though I disagree some, with some major things that they teach. But at least they know the historical narrative, not the futuristic. But, you know, my <laughs> I, bring, I bring this up in one of my books. Um, I have a friend who years ago, I, tr- I started to share the Seventh week of Daniel. And the truth of it, and, and uh, he looks at John MacArthur as the authority, as John has written Bible commentaries, right, on different books. And he has a study Bible and all that. And, and my fr- friend thinks that there's just no way that I know more than John. But here's the thing I've learned from the great theologians of the 16th through 20th century who wrote whole Bible commentaries, <laughs> right? So John Gill, Albert Barnes, Adam Clark, I mean, just the, the list goes on of people who without a computer wrote whole Bible commentaries and they wrote them and they revealed the truth before the false explanations had really come in. So they're giving you the historical narrative, which is what wasn't believed. So you know, I I have them as my pastors, right? And I look to them and I compare what they teach to scripture and it all lines up. So, um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, we're at a critical point right now, uh, where there's an awakening going on that people are seeing the truth. They're coming out of Roman Christianity. They're coming out of the false man-made teachings and just following scripture and what scripture declares. And, the hope of my book and my work and my ministry is that, you know, when the set-apart saints are able to explain the fulfillment of the seventh of Daniel, the Olivet Discourse, Revelation, they will cast down the power of the enemy over people. They'll set the captives free, just like happened in the Protestant Reformation. My prayer is that countless multitude of people will be redeemed for the kingdom, for the glory of our Heavenly Father and beloved Messiah. That's what's at stake. It's not just about understanding the fulfillment of prophecy. It's about providing evidence to the world of the validity of scripture and the deity of messiah and if you're looking to pastors who have been to seminary and bible college you're probably not going to get the truth they can teach you truth about a lot of things you know theological things i'm not discounting everything they say at all and not by any means And, and most of these people have a heart of gold but the fact is is that the enemy has infiltrated the ranks. They write books. They are pastors. They work at Bible colleges. They work at seminaries. The enemy has infiltrated just about everything at this point. So, um, yeah, going to seminary, going to Bible college is is a negative. And so, uh, so you know, we have the Spirit and the Word who guides us, and that's enough. So, thank you for listening to this Revelation timeline decoded audio. You can request a free copy of the Revelation timeline decoded summary PDF. Or order a printed copy of the book, which explains it in detail, at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I love y'all. Shalom.